Hi everyone, I'm Tepi Somaledu, the founder of Courageous Women Arise and the host of the show. Today I'm joined by Sitelo Masego, the founder of Women Aflame Global Foundation, transformational coach and author of the book she said within herself. Simplistello is a fervent human capital development specialist with extensive experience in coaching imaging leaders, career development, people development, and organizational effectiveness. Her approach and philosophy to coaching is holistically oriented with an intent to see wholly developed individuals and embeds effective strategies that promote a balanced life. Stello's interactive workshops and coaching programs drive and nurture individual and organizational effectiveness. Her engagements echo a message of holistic empowerment, self-discovery and unleashing of potential. Beyond her professional endeavors, she also uh, she is also rather the founder of a non-profit organization, the Worth Global Foundation, whose mandate is to reach out, develop, and empower, build women and youth who are trapped in hopelessness. She embodies the philosophy of beauty from ashes and supports it with her mantra: "Rise against all odds, never cease to function." A warm welcome to Courage Everyday Stello. I am super excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So, Stella, we have two standing features on the show. We want to know your definition of courage. And at the end of the show, we want to hear about your next courageous move. But before we get there, we would like to know something interesting about you that is not on your career profile. Please fill us in. Who is Stella? Yeah. I am a mother. I am a wife. I think for me, what is important it's spending time with my daughter who has become my best friend. That's what I do most. We watch movies together. We talk life issues. And those are some of the things that most people think I'm too busy. I'm not able to spend time. So for me, I spend most of my time with my kids, with my girl and the boys in the house. That's how, that's, that's one interesting and fun thing. You will find me dancing in the house. You will find me doing things that nobody really expects me to do. And I love that. That is exciting. That's incredible. So for you, what find, what grounds you rather is being a mother. It's just spending time with your children. Absolutely. And the girl child in me, I, I love, I, I love going out as well. And in my moments where I'm free, I spend time. I love to relax. I love to go to massages. I love to sit somewhere. Whether I have the last cent in my pocket, I'll sit somewhere in a relaxed atmosphere. That's what I love most. Nice, nice one. So I'm intrigued by something, Stella. This is a wild card, card question, right? Yeah. Meaning yeah. it's it's not in our script. <laughs> so I mean, I see you brand yourself simply Stella. I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. How to? I want to know what informed that brand. How did the word simply Stella come about? Let me tell you something. Thanks for that question. I I, I realized that. Um, 
You know, when people call us Pastor Stella, Dr. So-and-so, Reverend something, it makes people to shy away from us. People feel judged. People are scared to approach us. And as a speaker, I love to interact at all levels. I love to speak with my girls. I love to speak with youths. I love to speak with women, not only in the religious space, but I need somebody to be free and be at liberty to speak to me. So as I was busy preparing this book, I felt like, you know what, I looked at a Joyce Mayer kind of a woman. She's called Joyce Mayer. There is no heavy title that goes with her. And I decided, you know what, let me call myself Simply Stello. I'm simply me. Then it makes this young person, imagine you are walking into a school, you want to talk to the young, the girl, child at school, and you carry this heavy title in you. I always say it's the story behind me that will make me connect with the person and not my title. Ah, nice one. Right, the simplicity of just being. And, yeah. and what you're saying is very um, important, Stello, because I mm. guess we live in a society where there's just so many uh prefix for a lack of a better word before our titles and, and our titles um or we give each other titles all the time so we have titles and i mean there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with honor absolutely people, but mm. i guess i hear your point that how do we get to a point where we are relatable and people can relate with us outside of our titles or what we do but people to relate with us in terms of who we are not what mm -hmm. we do so that is um really profound so let's jump into our key question which is a feature of the show around defining courage so we want to know your definition of courage what does courage mean to you how do you define courage courage to me means to rise against all the odds means responding fearlessly despite what you see right in front of you, despite the facts, despite possibilities. And I choose to fearlessly rise, you know, against all the odds. That's what it means to me. So it's about me saying I choose to overcome fear. I choose to look beyond what I see right in front of me and I choose what I believe is for me and 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 that's about it. That is uplifting. I like the words that you're using, the power mm -hmm. of choice, right? Mm -hmm. How do you choose above, against all odds, to rise in difficult mm -hmm. situation and to be fearless? That mm -hmm. is so profound. Thank you so much for that definition it's definitely going to our archives of the definition of courage so tell us more let's go deep into this um, notion of courage um how do you show up courageously every day i show up courageously every day by deciding what i tell me i always say i'm a firm believer that the greatest move or the greatest action that I can ever take in life is not based on opinions of others, but the convictions that come from within me. 
It's the things that I decide when I wake up in the morning. What do I tell me? What conversations do I have with self? When I'm combing or rearranging my hair in the mirror, what do I tell myself? The inner voices, the meetings, I always say to people, I have what I call a sanity corner, a place where when I'm seated in my bathtub, I, I have more meetings. I have a lot that I tell myself, girl, you are going to do this, girl, we are starting this. So I talk, I have more conversations with myself than anybody else. I can decide I'm going for this event, whether a person has invited me or not. I am in charge of what happens to my life, who I become at the end of the day. Yes, taking control of self. Like I really, um, what you're saying to, you know, around self-management, right? And mm -hmm. the self-talk, because a lot of mm -hmm. us, we have self-talk, but in the negative, right? And yeah. I like what you're saying, having meetings with yourself is very important and that helps you to show up courageously mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. So today, I mean, amongst other things, you said you are a mother, you are a writer, you are a coach. Um, you're also, uh, you know, working as an HR practitioner. There's so many things that you do. But today mm -hmm. I would like to put a spotlight on your role as an author. And we're mm -hmm. talking about your book, She Said Within Herself. So yeah. please walk us through how did the book come about? Over the years, Tepi, I recall when I was cleaning at home, I received a word that said to me, you will write books. I wrote it down on my small Bible years ago and not even knowing when it started, it, it will start. But there is a time where I, I, I had a word again that came to me because I started to write and I stopped along the way. When I stopped, it was like it's an emergency. I need to begin to write. And when I began to write, she said within herself, I discovered in my journey that most of the times, especially as a child of God, we love to use other case studies and other scenarios that are outside the word of God. And one thing that I've taught myself is that the word of God is a daily, you know, log or daily uh, map for me is my GPS. Everything that pertains to my life is around the word of God. So what I did along the way, I looked at a scripture that really spoke to me at that particular time about she said within herself. That's when I started to extract lessons from the woman with an issue of blood. I extracted those lessons to say, oh, this woman had a vision like any other. This woman had a dream like any other, but she finds herself bleeding in different forms. Her bleeding was first presented through physical bleeding.
But at the end of the day, we see this bleeding affecting her relationships. We see her bleeding affecting her finances. And when all these are affected, your emotional or mental well-being as well is being affected. I looked around me as a woman. I looked around people that I speak to, that I engage with. And I realize my approach, my philosophy is around striking a balance, that holistic wellness around me. So I see this book as a toolkit that speaks to saying in different forms of bleeding where we find ourselves in. How does this form of bleeding present itself? And at the end of the day, which other areas are affected in our lives? So this is bringing an awakening or an insight as well to us as human beings to say, you may bleed, for example, maritally, you may bleed and this has an impact on your finances, on your relationship, on your physique as an individual. So this is what this book speaks about brings us to an awareness, brings us and also provides us with tools that will help us to resolve or redress whatever form of bleeding that has presented itself to us as individuals. Yeah, wow. That is deep, hey? Um, because mm. if you just look at that scripture on face, face value it is just mm. about the woman. But I think yeah. I love the depth you've brought um, mm -hmm. around bleeding, even yeah. just an awareness of that we, you know, it had an impact in different areas of our lives. So mm -hmm. in essence, we bleed in different areas of our lives, whether we mm -hmm. are aware of it or not. Yeah. And through your book, you're putting the spotlight on those different types of bleeding. Mm -hmm. So I'd like us to focus on the financial bleeding because i yeah. think that a lot of us we are bleeding financially and we probably are not even aware of it um may you please just share maybe from your book how do we stop this type of bleeding or empower us in ways in which we can manage our financial bleeding all right if you go to look 8 verse 43 the nlt version I'm just going to quote something that's on my book that's under a chapter six that says you bleed financially. This, I just put a, a, a screenshot of it, including a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Here is a sentence that I want us to focus on. She had spent all her money on physicians but no one was able to heal her. Wow. Mm. Right. So if you look at this, Tepi, you will discover that our finances are affected differently, especially when there is a form of bleeding in your life. Whether you have identified it or not, bleeding, financial bleeding is bound to happen. As I work in the corporate space, one of the reports that we have received, one of the, the surveys that we took through, is that, for example, you will discover that women are more indebted 
than any other. If you look at, yeah, if you look at all that, there is a higher percentage of women over indebted. One can look at issues of saying, okay, at some stage, we overspend, we live outside our means. That's one of the things that can be the causes of, 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 of financial bleeding. And another part, we are again a higher percentage of single-headed homes where we end up taking care of our children because nobody is there to assist us. Maybe the partner is not there to assist us. And there's so many things that come through. We find ourselves mentally or emotionally impacted. At some stage, the medical aid is not able to cover you. And one way or another, you find yourself over uh, indebted. And one of the things that I speak about is that we cannot avoid life circumstances, those unforeseen circumstances that really will creep up along the way. So many a times you will find yourself, maybe it will be health challenges. It could be a divorce, loss of a partner. There is a lot that is happening. And you discover that at the end of the day, you end up without you know balancing up every month so when i'm talking when today we are talking about that lack of balancing every month month in month out you'll find yourself caught up sometimes it will be a loss of a partner i don't want to center this around women only but loss of a partner loss of a family member as africans again we have an issue of black tax that we we always talk about yeah. you <laughs> you find yourself having to take care of everybody else in your family and we need to be able to reach a point of boundaries and reaching a point of saying how do i manage myself from this point because sometimes there's a sense of guiltiness okay my uncle took care of my mom and you know we, we feel that guilt in us sometimes it will be a void it's a bit that is in us a void that you are trying to fill and you end up overspending you end up finding yourself in a season that is really putting you under financial strain when you talk of this woman she was subject to her bleeding for 12 years so I want to talk to us. I want to talk to somebody that is saying mine doesn't seem to be going off. And in some instances, we end up, you know, financial institutions can end up shutting you out. You, you are no longer credit worthy. You, you end up, you know, blacklisted. And guess what people opt to do? People end up opting for umashonisa. People end up getting to loan sharks. And these are the things that makes our situations worse and worse. So when, when you feel that you have reached a point where you are not able to, you are not getting help any longer, you, you lose relationships. You know, and your debts are, escalation, are escalating. So some of the things that makes this financial bleeding, I'll be talking about financial bleeding and how we can also curb those. 
there, there are times as well where, you know, out of competition, mm. we, we commit to things that we do not afford. You know, you, you realize that here I need to downgrade. Sometimes you associate, I know people love glass, we love to associate with a certain group of people. And you realize that our cases are not the same. We may be in the same role, we may be in the same neighborhood, but you need to be able to look at your particular situation. We can all be single moms, let me give that example. But one has got one child and she's got maybe a much paying job than you who has got three children, but you always want to show up at the level of your friends, the peer pressure, and you, you discover you're taking your child to a Crawford school that you know, I cannot afford this. So what am I saying here today? I'm saying we need to come to a realization, a meeting with yourself over and over where you review your financial wellness. What is it that I can afford? What is it that I do not afford? What can I put on hold for now? What can work for me this year? What can I review? So in order for us to manage this financial bleeding, it's important to say, you know what? Let me go back to God. Let me ask. This whole week I've been in this that says, we have a reason to go to the Lord and ask, Lord, why is this happening to me? Let's not leave God as well outside our finances. In everything that concerns us, look at what is showing my finances. What are the biblical principles as well that I can put and bring on board that can assist me to bring about healing to me because guess what the issues of financial bleeding can also lead to your mental you know mental breakdown your emotional breakdown you are not able to cope you cannot afford the basic necessities of life and i always say it's always good to know what to do in your situation in as much as it's good to research it's good to ask people. These days, there's issues of debt review. Is debt review something that I can really resort to? What is it that I can do? Is it loan consolidate? Is it consolidating my loans? Is it consolidating my debts? What is it that I can cut on? Little by little, looking at your big and small debts, what is it that I can get, get rid of? Within a year, am I going to get a bonus at my workplace? Or what other sources of income, additional sources of income that I can pursue that can help me come out? So it's always important to have a structure, a plan in place, you know, a plan in place that says how best can I get out of this journey? Because the aim is that I must come out. I need to be delivered. I need to be free and walk free again. We bleed in different areas of our lives. Stella has unpacked how financial bleeding 
comes through different issues that we face in life. She shared insights on how to manage the bleeding. In her book, she also addresses emotional bleeding that can come in a form of fear that stops us from achieving our dreams. I asked Elo, how can we overcome fear? So let's move on, um, Stella. And I think for me, one of the things about mm. this one is also related to emotional bleeding. But in mm. chapter 12 of your book, you talk yeah. about the woman head, heard, English yeah. uzwile. <laughs> yeah. So hearing creates fear. You, you, you mentioned that hearing can create fear of faith, depending on what you hear. Mm-hmm. And this for me speaks to emotional bleeding, as I said. Most of us Absolutely. hear fear. Mm-hmm. How do we overcome fear? Please share with us. Okay, let me talk about hearing first. The woman had whatever has crippled you in life, many a times are not things that you have seen. Many a times is things that you have had. You have had the economy is going to be like this. You've just received an SMS. You saw something online and fear builds up. You hear at your workplace, there will be retrenchments. You hear they're cutting stuff, you know, things like that. So when we hear, whatever we hear, we tend to process it at the end of the day. So what am I saying here? How do we overcome It's one of the things that we need to look at again is what you tell yourself. What is it that is within you? What are you holding on to? You know, Tepi, when there is a word that you're holding on to, when everybody else is panicking. Let me give you an example that comes. Years ago when I was working for, for TV Africa, we had that the company is going on liquidation, right? While in the process of that confusion, what am I gonna do? I'm a single parent, how am I gonna pay my rent? I just bought a car, what is it that I'm gonna do? One of the bosses called me aside from the rest of the people, and he told me that I need to go see somebody in another company, I must not worry with what is happening in the company. So when everybody was called into this huge briefing session, guess what I was thinking? I was not in the same state I was before I had. In both instances, I had had. The first instance was that the company is going on liquidation. What came to me? Fear. Fear of the known and the unknown, Mm. right? But when I had something that was fighting or challenging or addressing my matter, I was in a different state altogether. So what am I saying here? What we hear, how do we address fear? You need to intentionally say, I'm going to look for that which addresses my issue than sitting on my fears, than sitting on my pain, than sitting on my situation. I'm going to look for that which addresses. So what am I saying? We need to be a solution 
oriented beings. Each time something is thrown at you, that proactiveness that says, in as much as it's painful, guess what? I need to show up courageous. I need to fight. I need to challenge it. I need to find a solution. I need to tell myself that I will not be disadvantaged. I will not be excluded. I will not die here. I will not be shut out. I will not be sabotaged. Those are the things that you look at. And as that, as you 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 give yourself those positive, you know, declarations and affirmations, trust me, you are bound to breed a solution. You will hear a word that says, turn to the left, turn to the right, because you are not allowing fear to shut you down. Sure. So the question here is, what mm. are you hearing? And once you've heard, what are you feeding? I think Absolutely. I like it, right? Mm -hmm. Are you feeding mm -hmm. faith or are you feeding mm -hmm. fear? Because mm -hmm. we can all hear the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. up to us to decide what is it that we want to feed in yeah. what we've heard. That yeah. is profound. Mm -hmm. So before we bring this to a landing, we're almost about to bring this conversation to a landing. Um, in the book, you make reference um, that her mind was made up, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, in, in, in that when she said within herself, she had already made up her mi mind. If, mm -hmm. if I reference, it says, if I may touch the hem of, of his garments, I will be made whole. Mm -hmm. Please encourage someone who's listening. They might be feeling hopeless. They are discouraged. Um, how do they start again? Let me say something to all of us. I have reached a point in my genitive that says there are things that are not going to change. There are things that I'm going to pray for and those things will get worse. But there are those things that the Lord has put a stamp on it for me. So my encouragement says, do not change your confession. Stand on what you know. Do not allow to be wavered by any wind, by any noise. Filter what comes into your ears, but never change your confession. And I want to say to somebody, you have every door, opportunity to start again. One of the things that I love to talk about is that at some stage when you are down, it is you and you alone that can pick up your pieces and nobody else. I said something the past weeks and I'm saying it again. I will continue to say it. The person that you are waiting for to pick you up, to empower you, to upskill you is none other than yourself. Wow. So begin to make that plan. Begin to talk to people. Some doors will be shut. Keep knocking. Don't give up on you. You had a vision. The woman with an issue of blood had her vision set. That is why she had to go all out. Do not be scared to invest into rebuilding yourself. You are your own greatest project and nobody else. You will fall. A righteous man falls seven times, but they will rise again on the eighth time. 
How many times have you fallen? Do not give up too soon. Don't give up is one of the key messages that I'm hearing you say um, to anyone who's looking for encouragement. I think it's important that you never give up. I like what you said, focus on your confession. Like mm -hmm. she said, she said within herself, what are you saying within yourself? And I think the common theme that's coming out from this conversation for mm -hmm. Ms. Zello is about the responsibility is with you. You know, because sometimes we think it's outside and we blame mm. the external circumstances. But what Absolutely. you're saying very loud and clear is the notion that the power lies within you. The answers mm. lies within you. The decisions mm. are, you know, are from you. You need to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. So before we bring this to a close, I'd like to, for you to just share what's the best advice or code that guides your life. Never cease to function. Yeah. Yeah. Never, Never cease to function. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, never cease to function. Yeah. Right. I like that. So um, that is very important because some of us, when we go through the most, we stop everything. But mm -hmm. I think what I'm hearing you say is even if when you're going through the valley, the darkest moments never cease to function. Awesomeness. So what is your next courageous move? We want to know as we close up the show, uh, as one of the standing features, what's your next courageous move that you would like to do or you are already doing? My next courageous move, I'm even laughing, I even wish you here, you see my facial expression. <laughs> it's, for me, it's the exit strategy, it's, for me, it's me resigning in the corporate space. That's what I'm looking at. That's my next big courageous move. Wow, watch the space um, as you step into entrepreneurship. Whatever space that looks like, that is indeed um, a courageous move. All the best as you make that decision to step out of the unknown. I call it that you are stepping into the unknown. Absolutely. Uh, but I must say it's exciting to know. Um, and, and when it's time, you know that it's time to step out of the unknown. So before we close, with where can people find your book? Please share your social media platforms and any other work that you're doing that you'd like people to be part of. Okay. Um, one of, I've got my um, Instagram page, simplestalo underscore the coach. You are welcome to inbox me and my email address info at three number three strands. S for sugar, T-R-A-N-D-S. You, can, you are welcome to order the book as well. And then you are welcome also my cell number. That's my, my business line. 083-547-7039. People are welcome to, 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 you know, you know, to inbox me. Then let's talk. We'll arrange you know, your postages and all that. Yeah. What are you saying within yourself? How are you talking to yourself? Are you feeling fear or faith? These are some of the questions I will ponder on post this conversation. Stella's book, she said within herself, 
brings you to a place of self-reflection. And this conversation challenged me to courageously set up meetings with myself. If you want to share your story of courage, email us on cwris.info at gmail.com. If you don't want to miss an episode, find and subscribe to Courage Every Day on your favorite podcast platform or follow us on Courageous Women Arise social media platforms. Courage Every Day, where women share how they show up courageously every day. Thank you.